<laughs> Welcome back to the MBH Podcast, Money Buys Happiness, guys. If you tapped in, appreciate you. We love you. Like, subscribe. If you're not already subscribed, leave a comment. We always say leave a comment or say something crazy, and people just comment crazy, like the word crazy. They're just like trying to show us love. Uh, you know what? Don't co- okay, comment. So, comment. Uh, yeah, give, give them something to comment this time. Comment. Uh, okay, comment what you're doing today. <laughs> Let a, me know what you're doing today. That's a crazy. Let me know anything interesting that's that you're crazy. doing. Today. That's crazy. That's a good one. Right? <laughs> crazy. The boys are back in Toronto. Though. Yeah, yeah. Pumped. Feels, feels back to in be the home. studio. Yep. Got Dino with us. Yep. Uncle Dean, what up? We got the legend with us after after multiple. Oh my god. Multiple reschedules. Oh <laughs> Ellie, what's up? How, ma- how many multiples? I think three, four. I think we're on three, maybe. But you're at yeah. the top of the list. Yeah, right. For most reschedules. <laughs> no, you never won. You never I'm definitely number one for most reschedule. hundred percent. But we usually try to like crazy. Last one, okay, so talk to us last time well, what happened. It was like final destination. So, yeah. <laughs> so technically, I was all good. I was so ready. Like my mindset, I was like, okay, I'm going to go on this podcast. I was even like trying to write whatever I was going to say. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. I haven't seen these boys in so long. Like I love what they've been doing. Like, yeah, definitely want to be a part of this podcast. Bro, I wake up actually last night, the night before, just like felt like a little like hip, like hip issues so i end up like just like oh let me crack my hip like i just cracked my hip and i was like oh nothing crazy like i've cracked my hip before but i'm not a chiropractor so i'm like yo i'm like yo this is hurting yeah (laughs) this is hurting bad yeah i woke up in the morning couldn't walk couldn't do anything and i was like yo this is gonna fuck up my money like i can't do this yeah because of course i do i do photography and i run i'm like moving around right so i'm like Traveling this is, this is bad. Yeah, traveling. So I'm like, oh my god, am I gonna like go to these circuits for F1? Like, just like limping and yeah. feeling weird. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, can't do that. You know. Dude, well, I'm happy you made it. Yeah. You I know, usually I, th- I feel like when someone, uh, I think this after the second time, we'll probably give up on someone. No. Really? Yeah, yeah, we were close. We were close to giving up on you. I'm <laughs> not gonna so lie. Close, but we couldn't. We couldn't. But we you're that guy, you know? You're that you know? guy. So it was like, so funny when I came up. The first thing I say, imagine if I didn't make it. <laughs> he literally said we, that. we literally said that before you walked in. We're like, bro, if this guy doesn't show up. Oh my god. Oh, I would never off. hit him up. No, no, no. We appreciate you, man. And I think like, bro, you've like your career is pretty crazy. And like the way you built it and just watching from the outside mm-hmm. has been you know, it's been amazing to see. And I, I know, like, again, like, this is just us seeing from Instagram, but yeah. I kind of want to give people some context on if they don't know who you are, who you mm-hmm. are, what you do, um, and then we can kind of, like, dive into your story from there. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No. How do I start? Do I just go, like, my start name with is this uh, <laughs> Wait, where, you, were, you weren't born in Canada. No, I was actually born in the Congo. In Congo. In the Congo. Which is okay. crazy. Which is crazy. In Kinshasa, Congo. Okay. So how was that? How, how old were you when you left Congo, and so how was that? I'm a 93 kid. Same. Mm-hmm. Me too. So, 29 years old so yeah. i was i was born on 93 i was like how old was i <laughs> so i was born when i was born yeah, of course. <laughs> and then from there we left the congo when i say we left it was just me and my mom okay we left at the age i left at the age of six okay i think she was in the late 30s i think she was like 40 or 41 or like 39 she was actually 39 when she left okay which is kind of crazy for me because sometimes i ask my mom I'm like yo like i would never leave for sure. To restart a whole life. I don't care if you tell me, like, especially that nowadays we have the knowledge of, like, you can just do anything everywhere. Anywhere, yeah. Like, you can't tell me at 39 years old, I'm bringing my kids somewhere to, like, re-immigrate to yeah. another place. What so, was the reason for it? Just a better life, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, uh, the Congo was nice. Uh, my dad was an engineer. My mom worked for UNICEF. Sick. Okay. She was a nurse. So she worked for, like, the UN and UNICEF as a nurse. 
So it was like privatized. So mm -hmm. you make a little bit more when you work for a private like nursing industry. True. But she was like, hey, man, we need to move to Canada. Like your aunt is there. Your cousins are in the States. Like it's time for you to like move out. So it was either at the age of six. Half of my family are French. So I'm French. So if I slip up in this interview, just know like. <laughs> you like, okay, French too, but This guy just speaks French, right? <laughs> so. Pretty much how my families are, are all born from France. So they're either born in France or they're born in the Congo, you yeah. know. So uh, my mom's uh, sister is in France, but we just decided that it was better to come here, which I'm, dude, I wouldn't be sitting with you guys if that didn't happen, True. you know. Mm. So left, I left the Congo at a very young age, came to Montreal, felt like the pursuit of happiness because I could still remember we like li we like lived at the YMCA you know like we had like the like our first few weeks we didn't have really anything that first few weeks was like us like sleeping at the um, what do you call those those hotels that uh, literally like in the pursuit of happiness uh -huh. when you can only check in at like seven during the day you have to leave oh true. So you have to pack your stuff and okay. you have to leave it's like a shelter day. in a way it's like shelter yeah, yeah it's kind of in a shelter so we actually came to Canada from Connecticut and okay. we had family in Connecticut had a cousin, some family, so we stay there. But I don't know what it was with Canada and my mother and how persistent she was, because we took a bus from Connecticut to Canada, and then we just, like, um, we actually just went to the immigration, and she kind of yeah. just, like, I don't know, there's a proper term for that when you're, like, a refugee, actually, yes, pretty yes, much. Yes. We're yeah, refugees. Yeah. That's what we want. We're literally refugees, and then uh, we just immigrated to Canada like that. Wow. YMCA till, till sleeping at, like, my aunt's, like apartment okay it's like a family of like probably like seven you know sleeping wow. there and then we got like a whole apartment we got an apartment basement i think my dad was doing better work engineer he got into politics a little bit so money was flowing so yeah. the family could like start okay and then i went to school in montreal from like the age of like six to like six to 14. okay and then 14 I was in like the outskirt of Montreal. Then I moved here. Then I moved to Toronto. Okay. You know, Saint Christian Bloor. Hey, you know, hey. like the area. Hey. Yeah, like very like in the ends. You yeah. Know? yeah. So yeah. Did, did your mom stay in Montreal and you came here? So we moved here. Oh, bo both of you. We both moved okay. here with with family. Got an apartment because we had uncles here, mm. and the move was just like for her business wise and like as a nurse, the private industry in Ontario was just way better at the time. True. You know? Sure. And then uh, for, for me, she was like, you need to learn how to speak English, you know? Oh, shit, that whole time. I didn't, yeah, I didn't speak English. I, I think I've only started speaking English since 2012 or 13. Wow. Yeah. I guess because Montreal. So it's been 10 years of speaking English. Because yeah. you, you, you yeah. can live there and just speak French. Yeah. And like, there's no like, quite, you can it's get it. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And like, sometimes I think I'm like, it's probably been 12 years that I speak English only. That's yeah. insane. It's pretty insane. You're doing well, bro. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Fuck. So you get here. Yeah. You get here, you're like... How old are you when you get to, Canada, uh, to, 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 to Toronto? Like 14, 15. 14. And then, then you've going. been here since. Yeah, going but to I'll, a French I'll, school. I want to know prior to that, before yeah. we get there, like how was that for you as a kid going through like all these changes, like Congo to Connecticut, Connecticut to Montreal, Montreal, the outskirts of Montreal. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's insane because I remember like, I remember saying bye to my dad because I think we had like a, our tickets was like, at the back of the plane. So we actually got in from the tell. So, you know, like the, yeah. the whole thing was open and we walked in. Oh, shit. So, yeah, it was like weird. It was like, I remember like seeing my dad, like saying bye to him uh -huh. and going there. Like you have visual memories of like every step yeah. that you go to. It, like, 
I'm guessing that because I was younger, it was easier to experience that. Sometimes okay. I think of like, what if I immigrated to Canada at the age of like 14, 16, mm-hmm. you know, instead of coming to Toronto, it would be definitely drastically different. I would, I would feel, um, I would feel the heaviness of it. Yeah. I think I would be more foreign that I, cause I, I kind of like, I kind of like merge in the yeah. Canadian culture now, you know? Because as a kid, yeah. you're just like, whatever, Every, whatever comes so free flowing. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's cool. super free flowing. You're like, oh, yeah. as long as I'm eating food and there's candy around and like yeah. I can watch animates or whatever it is, like yeah. you're kind of yeah. like, you don't think of like, like How your parents' struggle, you yeah, know, at the age of like, so you don't really get it. You don't like, you don't process it that much, you yeah. know? But it was nice. All right. Connecticut was nice. Connecticut was always somewhere that I was like, I thought I was going to end up going to school at Yale because my aunt worked at Yale. So when you have family that worked in universities, um, sometimes you can get in easier. Yeah. It's a different side, way of, uh, I'm not knowledgeable on that. So it might be changing. So I'm not saying people <laughs> yeah, we'll go get jobs on these things. Fact check it. Yeah. But um, from what I've learned, it was easier. That was kind of my route. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah. And, and, and as a yeah. kid, like, was there anything that you found yourself enjoying? Like, cause obviously now we know who you are now, what you yeah. do now, but like as a kid moving around, all that stuff, like, were you creative? Were you into sports? Like, what was your thing? Uh, like as a kid, I was, as a very, very young kid, I didn't know what I wanted. Mm. I was, I was very into, into my head. I okay. was like imagining scenarios, playing with toys. Like I remember just being like, such an internal creative person just with myself because i'm also like the only kid i didn't have any brothers and sisters so Mm. i had no one to like have like to just discuss anything you know yeah Yeah. so i'm experiencing life with my mom but on my own you know and like having the support of my dad from the congo you know so it's like you just you just think for yourself you know there's only so much you can say to your mom because she can't relate yeah there's only so much you can say to yourself so you're kind of just like in your own little bubble but i think like i've always liked storytelling Okay. You know, I've always had this like weird imagination, like just making scenarios up my mind, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was like, I had TikTok in my brain before TikTok, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I would just make up these scenarios and play with toys. And then as you grow, I think the love of sport was there, like soccer, of course. Yeah. It's really like in the bloodline because I, I, I was watching, I was a big Zidane fan yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was even like two years old. Yeah, yeah. Big Zizou fan. The French players, you yeah. know, uh, going back and forth. Actually, like crazy story, like from the age of 14 to like 17, my mom and my aunt swap kids for like four months, like every year. Oh, so shit. I would live in like Bondi. It's called Bondi. It's like uh, 15 minutes away from like Paris Okay. by train. It's like very close, like taking like the subway to like Dufferin to like Scarborough Town, let's say, okay. you know? Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. That's actually, that's actually further. It's probably longer. Yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. longer. Um, but uh, a little faster than that. But I, my mom and swap kids because my mom wanted to spend time with uh, African family. They do they do stuff like that, you know. Yeah, so my mom crazy. wanted to spend time with her sister's daughter, and then same thing, vice versa. Switch the kids. Switch up. the kids up. But it's cool because now I have like a perspective of like I have like a child, like child memories from these other places. You yes. Know? And like I I understand like French culture in a deeper way mm. that I would have if I only grew up in Canada, you yeah. know? Because I got the taste of both. Like, I've lived True. in the hood in France, you know? I've lived in Bondi, and then come to find out that's, like, in Bappe's, like, oh, shit. town. So I'm like, yo, I've probably Full seen circle. the kid. I've probably seen the Crazy. kid, like, 
Yeah, which yeah, we're gonna soccer, talk about yeah. that. Falling yeah. around, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That's full circle. That's moment. full circle moment for me. Of course. Wow. Yeah. So you're talking about it now, and and yeah. you have a smile on your face. You're super yeah. happy about your past and and your come up and your childhood. But was there any any tough moments? Was there any darker moments where you remember and and you learned something from it, or it was just tough to get through for you? I would say like as you become a teen, mm. you know, then you're like, oh, I'm different. Like, oh, I don't I don't really speak English properly, you know, like. I think I also had like some, I, I think it's just like every teenager's like, say like in our generation, kind of like anxieties, you know, yeah. you go to school, you don't feel the best, you don't feel the the worst. So there's these dark moments. And as you grow, there's definitely darker moments when you're like losing family members or like going through like separation, love or anything else. But I would say, yeah, it's it's tough because the the more you grow, the more you understand the reality, you know. And the mm -hmm. more it's like the world was you and your mother, then it's like you and your mother and your aunt, and then like there's a whole family, right? And then and then you you understand like just like who you are in the world, like racially where you stand for, like what do you have, like what do you fight for? And then like there's a lot of things that come, and then the, it's like you have a backpack, and it's like your parents and your family's putting kettlebells in it, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. just weighing you and down. And it's like, yeah. yo, you got this, walk. Walk yeah. the spot, bitch. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. It's and like, did you did you ever have that sort of, uh, let's say, pressure from from family or the people around you to do something or be something? Oh, like a hundred percent. Yeah. Because my my dad is an engineer. You know, like my dad's an engineer, like highly decorated as an engineer, went into politics, like really, like I think he's one of, in his family, I think he's the only one that went to university. Like wow. his like his his sister died, literally died for him to go to university. She like paid for like his school instead of paying for medical bills like wow. like tragic stories like that where wow. where then like this is coming to you and then you're like damn like I, I gotta like now i'm in canada and like parents cousins family are telling you like yo like you guys have it so easy mm -hmm. you know it's always like i'm sure it's like this with like you know where are you, where are you guys from? We're like Italian. 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 Oh, you Same definitely shit. get those. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. All, all definitely, day. definitely all get day. those all day. Back yeah. in our days, yeah. oh my god, yeah. you, you know? don't know what we had you know, to do. Yeah, you don't know what you have to do. So like, so you have that that world of like trying to live in a day to day life, figure out who you are as just a teenager, as a person. Yeah. And then you have this like heaviness of your family and like the comparison that like you're not enough or you're doing this or it's your responsibility. It's you. It's like. It's like it's like you were just a stock, yeah. you know. Like you came here, you're supposed to be like grow. Like what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah, like like we want to return right now, return to investment. Like yeah, you know, of course. yeah, yeah. So well, I think that. I think you gave them that, of, yeah. of course. And I kind of want to like step into that. So you come to you come to Toronto at 14, yeah. And now you're trying to like just get ingrained in like the culture and what's happening here. Yeah. At that point, I I'm, I want I want to know when do you become visionary? Cause I know that was the first IG yeah, handle, right? It's, it's crazy. So I had like several IG handle. <laughs> I actually got Instagram because of like the filters, you know, like those filters back in the, yep. back in the days, like the like filters. They only had them on IG. Yeah, yeah. They only had them on IG. So you would take those photos and then you would like, I got, I got IG, I think on 2013. Okay. So as soon as I start speaking English, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, I was like sick, I can use this phone, you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. like, so I only got that to post on, to post on uh, Facebook. Yeah. Because it was cooler to have like cooler photos, mm -hmm. and I went to school for graphic design. Okay. So you went to school here for that. Yeah, for graphic design at OCAD actually. Yeah. So okay. for for a year and a half, I okay. went to school there. So during that time, um, I think that's that's where my handle became a thing. You know, because my name is Ellie, of course, 
and it's like television, like Visionelli, and I had yeah. Elevision, so I was like, okay, I, I love this. But I fell in love with photography randomly. I think I think I was just on a subway, just looking because I went to graphic design school, and I was like, yo, it's amazing. I want to learn how to like create ads, directions, and do everything. Then I saw photos. I was like, I was like, it would be amazing to do it all. Like mm-hmm. you take the photos. You create the logo, you create the website, you do it all. And I'm yeah. like, okay, like then I got into photography. Cool. Then I had a love for architecture. Then that 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 visionally came through by like taking photos of actually architectural buildings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like nothing to do with like what I'm doing now. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. So you just started going around taking pictures Dude, of the ev- city you're everything. In. Yeah. You know, like I think one of my teachers at the time I was in a typography class and it was like super like basic level but he was like go around and just take photos of things that are have like that are shaped like um that are shaped like uh any letters Mm -hmm. so i think that switched something in my brain like to like start to like witness things because i'm very observant of everything you know like just like even your shirt i was like yo this yeah like as soon as i came in i'm like yeah i'm like do you know how much these are grow for it you know what i mean (laughs) yeah don't sell it keep it you know but I'm like, I, I like texture. I like, that's why I also like dibble and dap in clothes with some of my partners, right? Of course. I'm just very observant with a lot of things. And mm-hmm. I think that that moment at school is when I became visionary. So you yeah. started, you basically started with Instagram. That's yeah. how you started getting known. Honestly, Twitter. 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 Okay. So I, at the time, I don't know if you remember 2014, like at the time, like these platforms weren't competing for your attention. Yeah. So everybody was kind of like, it was kind of like a, Everything worked together. The free for all kind of thing. Anyone like can you go. can put the API. You could put like. Remember when you had like um, MySpace yeah. and you had to use the embedded code yeah. to put like a, a, a like a player on yeah. it or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. You could do the same thing with Twitter. So you can like put an embedded code of your Instagram post, and you can like the Instagram post on Twitter. From Twitter. Yeah. Oh. That was a thing. Damn. Wow. That was a thing. Back. Yeah. yeah. And then like, honestly, this is a crazy story because I was at school and there was this kid. This is. This is before we had iPhones. So mm. I used to see this kid on his BlackBerry, like, slaying down, like, always on his phone. So I'm like, yo, I walked up to him. He's, like, a really good friend. I'm like, fam, like, what do you do on this phone? Yeah. Like, what do you actually do when you're in class? He's like, bro, I'm on Twitter. And I was like, Twitter? Like, that's my introduction to Twitter. Oh, that's crazy. You know, and then I'm like, Twitter. And then I go, I'm like, bro, you have a lot of followers on this platform. <laughs> yeah. This is insane. You this kid there, like, yeah. all these people in the world... Like on like just, they just listen to what you say. Mm-hmm. Like it was weird for me to be like, oh man, people like you tweet, and people like just retweet your stuff, yeah. and then they they like and they have a have a conversation. Like in 2014, there was no platform for me to see what other people were doing in the world the same way that we get to see it now. True, yeah. it was amazing for me to do that. And then I got into Twitter because of that kid, and he introduced me to this to this other guy randomly i remember this endles named freddie amazing he used to he created team follow back like he created the hashtag team follow back you know people say yeah. follow me back yeah, bro yeah, yeah, yeah. like he kind of made that term very popular you Crazy. know and then he created that hashtag and when you click on that hashtag you would follow random people that mm-hmm. would follow you back yeah so i built a community of twitter first of probably like three thousand to four thousand followers this is at the time where like you're at four thousand followers it's like it's your engagement is 100%. It's yeah, not yeah. like they're not seeing your shit. Like yeah, everyone, everyone is seeing, seeing it. what are you doing. The good old days. Yeah, the good old days, right? So that actually helped me a lot to grow my my Instagram presence. 
And at the time, I got a lot of publication from like Hypebeast, uh, Complex. This you is know, like Vice too. Vice, Vice yeah. yeah. And that happened because me, me and some of my friends in Toronto here that are also went on to having like amazing agencies and grew like, man, now they shoot for the Raptors. They do commercials for the Raptors. Like there are some of them are actually right now in Rwanda shooting mm -hmm. for Giants of Africa, which is the organization wow. for the Raptors. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's weird for me because I come from such a weird world where I didn't have any of this and like have friends doing like running businesses. Like big yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it's weird. Like nowadays it's like, you want to run a business. You want to have your own podcast, your own network, everything else. You want to be able to do that. But mm. it wasn't told to us, you know? Not true. Like, so that's kind of how, like, I, I got my in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I guess at that point, too, was there any... What was, what was your mindset, like, when you saw the Instagram and Twitter working? Like, were you posting every day? Were you trying to go harder with it? Was this distracting you from school? It, like, it was. It yeah. was. But it wasn't a good way because I, I was... I had a friend named Morgan. I used to... He lived close to school. So every time in high school, like that last year in high school, is to go to his balcony while he smokes his joint. I'm like, yo, look, like like 500 followers. I'm like, he's like, every time you come, you have more followers. I'm like, yo, look, like six. I'm like, yo, seven. Yeah. Yo, like a thousand. Yeah. Yo, 10K on Twitter, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then that, that grew, that grew, that grew. And it's the love. And also it was like a mixture of, of me like, kind of having the dopamine hit at a early on, growing a community online, and the mixture of the love that I had for art, because I was getting ready to go to like art school, right, mm -hmm. for graphic design and advertising. So during that time, I was really into like skate culture, I was really into graffiti culture, I was really into just diving in into clothing making. I remember I used to work for this company in Toronto that used to make clo clothes, right? So it was so fascinating, and I used to internship for a place called Homebase in Toronto. It's a graffiti store, right? So it's just fascinating with all of these uh, industry, you know, like the hundreds, even the, yeah. the hundreds. Like I just loved that people were designing these graphics. You what, know? What's you fucked with the culture too. That yeah, was, that was the culture of it all. What's cool about building? I feel like building a community at that time was so much more organic and oh, so much man. more. I want to say innocent, like people actually were building audiences because it was easier. Yeah. Really based off of like doing things they love rather than like creating for the follow. They for were the like, follow. they yeah. were creating like you were creating and, and posting because it was your art and you loved it. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, the follows are just coming because people appreciate it. Yeah. Whereas today people are like, I have around. to create content yeah. that people are going to like, even if they don't personally enjoy creating. Which which I'm okay with both world. No, for sure. You for know sure. what? You say the big word, it was the innocence. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're all innocent on the you internet. Didn't know yeah. Yeah. Didn't know, you know? Yeah. Nowadays you're born, you, you have a guideline, uh, you know? There's a purpose yes, Don't to put it. your dick here. Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, or put your dick yeah, here. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or yes. Or do that and <laughs> yeah. get some money on. Get 300k on. Yeah, on the whole app. Yeah. So you have the choice, right? Now there's a guideline. There's like an internet Bible. It's like something that you just know. And, and when does it for you? So now you're building this, like, and, and like you said, 1K, 2, 10, yeah. okay, all of a sudden, the, you know, the Vision LE brand is getting publications, yeah. hypebeast, all you guys are noticing you. When does it become, like, when do you start making money? Like, when do you say, holy shit, like, I'm actually making um, money off this thing? I, I remember getting, like, a 1,500 paycheck, like, taking photos. Nice. Wow. I, like, I'm a... I'm a I'm this a, is what year, too. This is like, I don't remember, but I'll find it. Maybe like, like 15, 16, 2016, that's 15. Crazy, like yeah. that's, so for me, it was like, I took these photos and you're telling me that you're, you're paying me. Like, 
<laughs> I remember working at the CNE at the parking lot, right? Like I remember working at Canadian Tire. Like I have to I have to pay like in two weeks, maybe I'll make two K. You know, yeah. like in three. Like I have Keep to do grinding. Actually, it's a it's actually a month. Yeah. But you have to get those shifts. Yeah. yeah. And like you're like the reality is like there's people that are older than you that like are getting the primary shift. You're like the leftover. You're getting the, <laughs> you're last on the, the leftovers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you, you're trying to grind to make that much money. And I was like, wait, what? Like I took some photos. And even at that age, I was so young. Like it was for Roots Canada, you know, like much left to Roots. That was like, the first gig that, that was, paid you? That was you? my first gig that paid me actually. Wow. And then I remember uh, getting hit up by uh, the weekend's creative director. And I shot some some campaigns for them. Lamar? Yeah, Lamar. That also paid me a lot. You mm. know? Then I was like, wow. You know, and I remember like there was that. So there was like a cultural aspect to it. I remember even like uh, Oliver from OVO like following me, seeing him at like an art show, like actually saying hi to me, like knowing like I'm like these people know who I am because of this online thing. It kinda didn't click to me, yeah, you know? Yeah. But I was like, this is insane, right? This is insane. These people follow me, these people want me to work with them, right? So I think it clicked at a very early age that I was like, okay, like I think I think I'm gonna like put school on pause mm. and then just lean toward that. And you yeah. never went back to school. You know what? I still tell my parents I'll go back. I'll go back though. Yeah. Huh? How was it? Um, how was it with OVO when? The, uh, sorry, EXO when they reached out first. Uh, it was nice. It was organic. Very. And were you innocent. already looking up to these groups and and the people that? So I was already with? like aware of like a lot of things because I worked at a street brand company that they had a collaboration with EXO and OVO actually with both of them. Wow. So it was at a time where you would see like, you would see like young Abel walking on Richmond and Spadina, yeah. you know, and I'm like, I'm saying this as if I was in younger, you know, yeah. Yeah. but it was inspiring to see like a level of culture. You know, you would go to these places like there is nomad, you would go to these places and like for probably people that are like international that don't get it. These are like, these are like um, places in Toronto that were able to like foster and nurture like the culture, the culture that we yeah. have now, you know, yeah. it's like there's people that I really respect because they, they bought these properties and they made these property available for people to grow, right? So that was a the thing. There was also a kid studio. I worked a lot with kid studio. Yeah. Huge. They opened up their doors to me. They had a loft just like yours. And at the time it was like weird to have a loft like this, you know? Like yeah, it's like of course. these guys are in their thirties, they're even younger and then they have a loft and they like they're running a production company and they're making videos for the weekend. They've you done know? big things. They've done yeah. big things. So like they're come up it was like inspiring, but yeah. I, it was all like everyone was going through that. Uh -huh. And then on my end, I'm growing on Instagram. I'm like doing like sponsorship with Havana Club, you know, like I'm doing posts, like posts that are like 2K a month, like 2K a post. Paid posts. Paid posts, right? Like at a very early time. And then like also had like an artist integrity that like never like wanted me to sell out too quick or yeah. do this, yeah, yeah. you know? But I, but I play the game of Instagram though. Like I, me, me and my friend had like a cheat code community yeah. yeah of like how to keep growing yeah it was yeah. Uh, instagram had this thing called suggested users yeah yeah i don't know if you guys were of aware course. of that yeah. so you so when someone signs up you would be on the list of the people that they should follow so it'd be like the nfl it would be like you it would be like the nba it would be like a flower shop like so you're on that list so you're on that list so when you're on that list they send you an email and then they actually ask you to suggest other people on that list so okay. then you, then you know what? Then you're running it up with your friends. Oh, I wish bro. I knew you, bro. Fuck, bro. I wish I knew you ecosystem, then. Dude, bro, you just it was have an own... insane ecosystem. So yeah. it was like friends that are like innocent, young, 
into photography, shoe sneakers, everything, yeah. and getting posted on Hypebeast, whatever. So it would be like, guys, go shoot this bridge. Go do this. Go do that. Once you get these, these engagements going and whatever, let me know. I'll put you on the suggested user list. Because I'm interested yeah. in, in, in what you think and what your opinion is on it. Why do you think all these brands were, were coming to you at that time? Do you think it was your Instagram? What do you think made you different at that point? Well, I think it's definitely the, the look and the style. Okay. And um, the affordability. Think okay. about it that way mm. too, right? It's like you're young. You don't know much about like how this business runs. Okay. Like, like photographers. You're charging less than the next guy yeah, would. Yeah, photographers gets like 100K for a banner or a campaign, right? Yeah. Like for sure. So it's the accessibility, right? And also because it was at a very, it's at a time where like right now I'm looking at you guys. There's a camera right here. There's a camera right here. Like, like if you ran a studio like this, you only had one camera yeah. like this. It True. was hard to get cameras. Sure, it was, was hard expensive. To, it was hard to purchase these things. Yeah. Not everybody had access to camera. Now you see these like young kids like spending all their CNE money on <laughs> these cameras, yeah. you know, and they're doing all these things that are creative. That's like completely different from like the old generation of like image maker. Yep. That it's very like now and it's getting pushed and it's at the same time where this platform is growing there's like a resurgence so like people are trying to get in it's the same way that like two years ago there's like tiktok even now like we're all trying to get in on tiktok right true yeah but so. i feel like i feel like even in in that time frame like you're saying 20 maybe 15 to like 17 18 mm -hmm. like the ter everybody wanted in on like the toronto culture like it was, it was a every gold brand yeah, yeah. was like whoa what the hell's happening in Toronto? Like, it's yeah. fucking cool and I want to be a part of it. So I feel like because you were, you know, I'd put you, I'd put you in the, I'd put you in that realm of like tastemakers. Like you were like your brand. I, like I, I followed you like since forever. Like, I feel like your like visionally, like I always go back to that, that one first yeah. was like, you were like the, in my eyes, like the biggest like Toronto photographer that there was yeah. outside of like, okay, yeah. You know, there was kid studio and these like, studios but like a independent person. like yeah. person like a person yeah you were like yeah. that guy so of course like all these brands havana club nike this that like yeah yeah they want to fuck with you yeah. of course like you're saying cheaper whatever but you were a part of that piece of culture yeah. and i think like even bouncing off that i, I want to ask you about oliver and, and ovo because oliver somebody that for us bro like he would be one of our goat podcast guests of all time yeah. like we we were like anything to get that guy on because what he did for Drake and the OVO brand, I think is it's, it's never been done before. Yeah. Right. And so I want to know how that was for you getting hit up by him at a time where they were curating that brand. Like now OVO is very curated. Like, yeah. but I feel like those years, it's an empire now, the beautiful empire. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, dude, what they built yeah. is like can never be touched. Yeah. Right. But I think those years were very, pivotal years for OVO when it comes to the brand and I want to know for you what it was like getting hit up by him how did it happen like I just remember like you know you being geeked up you know you're just geeked up with your friends because like, yeah. you're like younger you have your friends you're like dude like I remember just like looking at my phone seeing like Oliver follows you yeah. and I'm like you know it's I've always appreciate people that are like the behind the curtains mm-hmm you don't really know what they do. They don't, they're not out here exposing what they do and how they do it. They just do work. Yeah. And like when you follow these people, cause you know that they do work and it's like people start to get who are the people that just do yes. the you work. You start to realize yeah. who yeah. it is. Yeah. And it's like, they're not seen. You'll yeah. see them here and there. 
they're seen when you need to see them. Yeah. And it was cool to have that like it's like I have I had like these these invincible mentors, mm. you know? Like I would reach out. I think I've reached out by email, like respectfully, and like have a really good relationship, you know, a really good mentorship relationship with him. But at the at the beginning of it, it was just amazing to be to be around it, you know. Yeah. I, I remember also like um shooting like a, a little like lookbook or auto thing with Oliver um for L'Art de l'Automobile. It's like this page, um this guy from Paris that owns like an amazing brand. And um just these moments were amazing, you know, like Oliver picking you up in a Bentley and dropping you off home. Not you bad. Know? Like it's it's really inspiring as yeah. a young as a young artist, you know. Yeah, so I've always had like a a good mutual relationship with them. Like uh-huh. I've so much love, you know, for Oliver, for people like Lamar, and name it, man. I've mm-hmm. I've been lucky enough. Even um, there's a guy named Adrian that used to run this brand called Two Black Guys okay. that worked at Roots, you know. So I've had good, like pockets of mentors that have been able to just guide me here and there, you know. And you've yeah. never been, I guess, afraid to reach out. No, man. Like I, I've looked into my emails. There's a. a a guy from Kid Studio named Theo, you know, he lives in New York now. He's like an amazing creative director, you know. This just goes back to the people that are not like, I'm not talking about famous people. They're just like behind the curtain doing the work, right? Yeah. And like, I remember reaching out, like not really knowing how to type properly, but I reach out. I'm like, I love your work. love what you do. Like, would love to like catch up. And these people were reachable. Like a lot of these people, especially like at an early time, you could go if you knew, if you knew what you wanted on the internet and you can find the people you want to reach out to. Like, you could go and reach out to, like, all these people from L.A. that are, like, you know, like, Bobby from the hundreds, you know. Yeah. Like, these people that are, like, creating these brands, you know. Like, uh, what? Raisin Born, you know. Yeah. Rest in peace to us. What's his name? I don't want to pronounce it properly, uh, improperly on the podcast. But Spano. Yeah. I don't know, guys. Don't kill me. Yeah, no, no, you're good. <laughs> but, you're good. You know, so, okay, so you're, you're at that. So you're, you're seeing all these things at that age now. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're witnessing OVO, XO, all these huge brands. So what's happening now in your mind? What's changing in your mind? What's inspiring you more now? And how are you looking at your career at that point? So while all that is happening, I'm still doing photography for myself. Still like very like in the year of exploring and documenting the world. Because for me, it's mostly like world documentation. And then open up. Like I went on tour with Abel. Um, which is crazy. I went on tour with him, met Travis, met these guys. So I kind of opened up like this is a very early stage. So I opened up like a sense of networking, being able to build my own network. I've actually even like, this is even crazy because I stopped going on tour with him to go shoot for Rogue One for Star Wars. (laughs) This is like very early on. So do you remember when Rogue One was the first uh, Star Wars that was like a side story? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was able to go on set and shoot for that, you know, (laughs) and that like... So you had to leave the tour. Yeah, I had to like, you know how crazy it is. I'm like, I'm leaving like our modern day Michael Jackson to go shoot for like this insane franchise. Yeah, I was like, like, I was like, sorry, bye. I'm going to go do this, you know, (laughs) a power move. Yeah, which is like at a young age. I was like, whoa, you know. Yeah. But again, you know, at Disney had this gentleman named Dustin. I'm saying these guys name because I'm like, I want to be grateful for the for the people, you know, in live, I think. I'm sure in life there's people that like I've helped you in ways to be able because you're asking me about this for you you're seeing this massive brand massive brand for me I'm like I also see the people that 
are the reason why these photos are happening. You uh, know? Okay. You know, it's like I didn't just, just shit happen, up. I yeah. just like show <laughs> up at Star Wars, you know? Yeah, like yeah. no, there was like and it's like a trickle effect, you know. Like I went to I work for Havana Club, you know. Money, nothing. It was probably a four hundred dollar paycheck, yeah. you know. Went to Havana, but I, I was so and also like the ability of traveling the world while doing photos, like what? Yeah. I was just in Toronto, like you know, I couldn't travel, and now I'm literally in Cuba. When yeah. like this is pre-American, being able to go to Cuba, I don't yeah. know if they can now. But I'm like, then you go there, you're like, wow, you got, they're big Blue Jay fans. They really like Canadians. Yeah, yeah. I take these amazing photos, and like, turns out that one of the marketing directors at Disney saw those photos and reached out to Instagram to reach out to me. Holy you know, insane. oh, they reached out to Instagram to, Instagram to, talk to, re- to you. Yeah, which is insane because <laughs> this, yeah, which is insane. Wow. Yeah. And again, Instagram had like a community management group. Okay. It was it was more of like again you say it's more of an innocent platform, more of a, a platform where you can reach out to people. Yeah, you know, all brands starts like this. Then you, the more you scale up, you yeah. kind of have to let these it's roles interesting go. Interesting, you say that because you even mentioned that you you pretty much took a pay cut to do that gig. It wasn't like a pay cut. It was crazy because I also went to school to for advertising. Yeah. Mm. So like I had teachers telling me how things were going, right? <laughs> but then like I'll go to the real world. And I had people trying to like lowball me because I was young. Yeah, yeah. You know? And like you couldn't really say, it was kind of one of those where I'm like, I can't say much because True. I'm so young. True. True. You know, like that, like it's not like I'm young and I have a YouTube channel and then it's monetizing on its own. Like I'm young and I'm trying to negotiate with like, like a studio that's been doing work for 20 years. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like they have a roster of like, they have a, a roster. Like, they have. So is that a lot of it at the beginning? Like them telling you the, because I'm interested of how you were pricing your work at the beginning. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of creators have that issue. I've always They're aimed like, I high. To, I don't know what to charge. Always aim high. Yeah. You know? is that, is that always aim. Goal? For me, it's like, man, I, from such a young age, I've always felt like I had, like, I've always, like, backed myself up. Like, I know my word, and I'm going to fight for my word. And, like, if I'm doing a job and I'm understanding, like, they present me a budget, I'm understanding that's a pay, a pay cut, there has to be, like, um, it has to be strategic. Mm. It's like, and sometimes you don't know the outcome. But I, I know what I'm doing when I'm like accepting a job. For like Havana was like, I'm like, I've never been to Cuba. Like their thing was like, go shoot the factory, do this, do that. But then I went, I just went, on, I went rogue. I went on my own <laughs> and I went to shoot like everyone that I could in Havana. And like fast forward to now, I had an art show and I was able to sell that print. You know, Sick. something that was like four hundred dollars became like what, like a thousand plus. Yeah. You know? So if you were to negotiate, yeah. you're trying to get some more intangibles out of Very it or you're just trying to get the most yeah, out of it. Yeah, there's this value of it. You know, if, yeah, if yeah. you're bringing me to a place in the world where like I'm not able to access or you're showing me access of something that I'm not able to do, you know, I'm going to negotiate that. But the more you grow, the more you have business, the more like things are more like structure. And is there, yeah, was yeah. there any big brands and maybe you say the name, maybe mm-hmm. you don't, but was yeah. there any big brands that you turned down because you just felt like the offer wasn't what you needed? Yeah, a lot. There's a yeah. lot of, of brands that you would turn down because uh-huh. brands will just trying to get like a a quick a quickie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like a quickie. Yeah. Like they'll just quick like, yeah, like let's just get this kid right now. Yeah. Let's try to do this. Yeah, you, you would turn down things and and also at the time when I was young, sometimes I wouldn't reply to email. Shit. I would just like leave an email, you yeah. know? Just yeah, leave yeah. it on red. Yeah, just leave it on red because I because I don't know who's hitting me up. Any know? any like notable ones that you can say where you're like, I don't know, these guys trying like it just didn't it just didn't hit? There's no notable email that didn't hit, but there's there's one story that I have, like I was invited to go to the White House, 
oh shit which was like kind of amazing i don't remember how this even came about i got an email okay and i looked the email and it says like white gov like dot united something united states like look it up and it was the actually the united states government <laughs> That's insane. and then it was for south by south lawn i think it's like a it's like a thing that they do they, they used to do i don't know if they still do it where they invite creatives and i think for this one it was like brad pitt common obama Damn. and it was it was obama's last year okay right and i remember oh this is such a heartbreaking story because i woke up i went to the airport i slept at the gate i missed my flight no i oh. slept at the gate i missed my flight missed my flight and then the whole day i like travel from like america to canada to try to get a flight so i went to like charlotte I was trying to go to Charlotte to try to go to this and waiting for that one flight. And I'm like on standby, like waiting to see if the last person's going to get in or I'm going to get in the flight. Oh and they're like, yo, sorry. God. Like that just like set the tone to like, I never sleep in when I wait for my flight. Yeah. yeah, you, learn yeah. The hard way. you learn the hard way, but I, you know, that would have been a cool one. Like I, I didn't get to meet Obama and Brad Pitt. And, and the White House, just yeah. in general. Like they didn't get to meet you, bro. Yeah, they didn't get to meet me. <laughs> that's, I actually met Brad Pitt, like, last month. Of course you did, Do you remember, yeah. like, um, any sort of big payday that you got? Like, at, early on in your career where you're like, yo, this is actually... Like, I know I'm you said rich. The, <laughs> I know you said yeah, the 1500 yeah. was, like, bigger at that point in your life because you just started. But was there anything where it's like, yo, I just got paid this for these three it, pictures? It was like, for Adidas. Mm. I think Adidas at the time reached out. They reached out on the contract where they... Kind of just didn't just let me shoot the photo, but I was also production. Cool. So I like produced a campaign and the campaign was like on a billboard. Was it like the Eden Center? And it was like, it was half of a, of a six figure, you know? Yeah. And then like. One, one time. Yeah. And then it was like, it was crazy to see like. The number? <laughs> and I think I was traveling at the time. I think it was Sweden. And I opened my bank account and I like saw the, the wire. Let's go. And I think you like, you closed the app. You open it again. Just you close. Sure. You open. Just you like close. Sure there. Yeah. yeah, like you go to bed. You wake up. You close. You open. <laughs> <laughs> you like spend it a little just to see like if it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If like it's really real. Yeah. Like you spend a little, and then you're like, let me spend a little bit more. Yeah. Just to see if it really works. Yeah. Then you're yeah. like, this is real. It's working. Yeah. yeah. And we were yeah. talking. We were talking off yeah. off uh, off record a bit about yeah. you know being financially literate. Yeah. Understanding money. Understanding what to do with it. So. How, how were those couple of years for you starting to get paid these bigger amounts, maybe not being used to a it? A mess, I think. Yeah. For, for me, it was a mess because I didn't get the, I didn't get the in-house opportunity to like manage money. You know, okay. like, like you come from an immigrant family where that's not like they're on survivor mode. Yeah. So they're not on like you make money and then you're like they're not on gaining. They're yeah. on like surviving mode. So it's not even like a thing that comes up in their brain, you know. It's like then like a lot of like immigrant families are living month by month, paycheck by paycheck and this and that. Like only like one of my aunt that actually passed out this month, rest in peace to her. Rest in peace. She was the only one in my family that like had a business, you know, that had a business, had like a business mindset, you know, that made me think of having a business. And I think what really helped is being around um older mentors like kids studio you know like they would be pissed because sometimes i would be like yo like can i invoice through your company you know, yeah. like and then they were the one paying the taxes for me you know like they were like <laughs> fucking kid you know like yeah. you know but um some fraud it doesn't hurt literally yeah. fraud you know <laughs> yeah but um yeah it was a mess at first but yeah. i think the, the more you grow the more you had the good mentors and i just ask you know be like hey yeah. man 
how do I do this? How do I do that? You know? Yeah, true. T- talk to me about the Selena Gomez era and how that came because I think for me, yeah, following you, seeing your journey just from the outside, <laughs> that was the like big one that I was like, holy fuck, this kid from Toronto yeah. is shooting Selena Gomez, who like I think at the time was like the most followed person on Instagram. Yeah. And it was just massive. Like it's fucking Dude. Selena Gomez. Insane. So um where was I? I I think I came back from like touring with the weekend when I told you touring the weekend and like working for Star Wars. Then I took a step back and I was like, hey, man, I I don't want to really be in the music industry that much. I kind of want to just do creatives. So I was doing stuff for Adidas, other companies. And then I got I got hit up by a random girl. Um, It's like, yo, um, answer this DM. This person's trying to reach out to you because they want you to shoot someone. I was like, okay, what? It's weird. So I'm like, you know, respectfully, I'm going to go into this DM. And it turned out to be like an agency that was handling all Selena's stuff at the time. Okay. They reached out to me. They were like, yo, have you been around like A-listers? Because they call it A-listers, celebrities or people that are yeah. doing whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, like, I'm like, I'm cool. Like, I was like. At a very young age, the first celebrity that I've ever met was actually uh, Olivia from Candy Shop. Okay. Yeah. Shit. Okay. It was kind of crazy. She was like touring in Africa. Okay. And, you know when like you have like a hit and the yeah. hit like kind of dies down, but you, go on a tour. You, you, go, you do the tour, yeah. but you're still making like hits because it's kind of like a, it's engraved in history. Yeah. So everywhere in other countries, they would love to see you perform, yeah, right? Sure. So she was the first one from a cousin of mine, like an older cousin of mine, was producing our tour in Africa, managing everything. And when I went back to see my parents, they brought me. Cool. They brought me on tour. That was my first time going on tour. Okay. And I was like, my first celebrity, I was like, oh, this person eats? Like, I think because of that, it desensitized the way you perceive people on TV yeah. or on screens. Yeah. Because at, at a very early time, like 2014, 13, early 20s, like, you see someone on screen, he's big shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they might be struggling, they might be doing something, but you see them on a screen that's been televised everywhere, you're like, whoa, like yeah. this is like the star. They're yeah? huge, yeah. They're, huge. They're not a human, yeah. Yeah. So I think I've never got Star Truck. So I was like, Yeah, of course I'll I'll do this this job with Selena. I flew to Vancouver. So I met them in Vancouver the first time. And then uh and then it was it. Just had like an amazing journey. You know? How's it like working with like celebrities like that? Are they super picky when you're working with them? I can imagine you know them being I, like, yo, I, let me see that quick. I was, no, I, like I was the picky one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, you know, she used to always say like, you're the artist. Like, she's like, you're the one that's I like, like that, you know, I was the picky one. Um, very easy to work with. I think it's the beautiful part about like her relationship that I had with her made me understand that world in an intense way because she's, she's so global to a level that's like she's the highest level she's the highest yeah. global yeah. level and like it's it's not like i dipped and dive i just went straight to like the highest global level yeah. so so i had to understand that like this is as big as it gets yeah, yeah. and anything else your work will be way easier and way manageable for sure you know for sure. so it's kind of like a crash core on like how to be protective you know because it's like i'm taking those photos then i'm a part of your image you know it's like understanding how i want to photograph her you know and also like my taste toward like a woman in that position you know do you become you you really become protective of her image Mm -hmm. you you become protective of her image you want to make sure that she looks good you become just also like kind of just protective of their mental health you know because you're your day-to-day seeing what they're dealing with 
And they're like, we're the same age bracket. And I'm like, I'm not dealing with that. Like, I can, like, I can shoot you because I'm behind the curtains. Mm. I can shoot you. I can go back to St. Clair and buy some bread, you know, in my little neighborhood on St. Clair and Lensdale. No one knows who I am. You know, like, I can walk in Toronto and no one knows who I am. You know, like, maybe after this, you guys are going to gas me up a little bit more. (laughs) But, But it's like seeing someone that their image is everything to the world. Yeah. It was great, but it was also like a, a learning curve to be like, oh, this is how you work with a client of this intensity. You know? True. And yeah. as you're progressing in your career, when do the thoughts start to come like, hey, like, maybe I want to do more than photography. Maybe I want to own businesses. Maybe I want to do this. Maybe mm-hmm. I want to do that. When, did, when do those start, uh, thoughts start coming to you? Because I know you have a lot going on at this point in your life. For me, it's just a home first. Yeah. You know, it's like helping my mom. You know, my mom putting a down payment, my parents putting a down payment, me being like, hey, man, like, let me, let me take this over. Like under my belt. So are those things that you did? Yeah. So it's like just having a home was the first thing. It was just like every penny that I got was just investing in that, you know, because I didn't know better because I didn't know what was to invest in what, you know. I think I'm doing more of the investing at this age that I was doing early on in my career. For Mm -hmm. me, I just knew that a home was if I dumped everything in a home, it is fine. Yeah. You know, like if I sell it, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, like sure. all my money is, it's will never, there. it's there. Yeah. Like when I walk by, sometimes I walk by it and I look, I'm like, it's, it's still there. there. Yeah, it's still yeah. there. It's like, it's like, it's like, where's my money? Right there. Yeah. You can see it. You can see it, you know? So that was the main focus for you at the beginning. It was yeah, kind of like, just like okay. security, like making sure that like my parents were okay. Okay. Making sure that they didn't feel like they had to take care of me yeah. again. Mm-hmm. So, I think that was my first thing. And then like now that I'm older, I've partnered with like, I have my business partner. We're doing merch, working on different things. I'm doing creative direction. I'm actually trying to open another business like by the end of this year, starting this year, which is like a consultation agency. Cool. Sick. Production consultation agency, you know, with everything that I've learned, you know. Cool. Um, and my bread and butter was still photography. But it was also like these, I have the, I have the opportunity, I had the opportunity and I still do to grow with some certain of these clients, you know, like my relationship with Disney was like, was like Rogue One, but then I also shot Black Panther, you know. Which is huge. Yeah. You were on set for that, what, that was what, two, three years ago? Two, three years ago. Rest in peace to Chadwick, you know. Um, But that movie was also like a big turning point for my career. It was also like accepting my African, like, culture, you know, Mm -hmm. my Congolese culture, expect, like, showcasing that to the world, you know. And then I did an art show and with some of my friends. So I, I diversified. When I did an art show, we had like a, a brand partnership with like a cannabis company. You know the cool. cannabis era? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Which was insane. Yeah. 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 yeah so I'm still that's, in it. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> I know. You, I know, actually I I, know you guys. Are I think still I'm still in, in that era. Uh, but <laughs> no, no. But it was, it's good that you're in it actually right now. It's mean that you're, you're, with, you're with healthy partners, right? Yeah. But there was yeah. a time where people were just throwing money to anything and yeah. everything, right? Uh, me and like... My friend, my best friend, Adil, Chris, and his brother, and with the help of his dad, were able to get funding from this, like, big corporation, like, six-figure funding. I did an art show for two-day that cost, like, a quarter million. And, like, (laughs) and sometimes I was like, this is crazy because it was there for two days. Yeah. Yeah. We just rinsed this money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess you didn't charge, then you make the money back? (laughs) It was was just, it was a partnership that was just built on that. Okay. And the whole partnership was supposed to be a long, long-term partnership. It was just the start of it was this introducing this art show. True. We had this idea called Reissue. Okay. And Reissue is taking what's already there and making it better. Mm-hmm. Right? So take what's already there and make it better. Whether it's furniture, 
uh, event space or anything. So the art show is very like sensory. Um, I, I got to ask about Mbappe, bro. Like, yeah. I know that's a very recent oh, thing. Man. And like, yeah. and you just said too, like you guys are from pretty much the same town. Yeah. Like full circle moment. How does that come to be? What was it for? What's the message you get? What, just walk me through What's the whole thing. What's he like thing. too? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the whole thing. The, the weird part in my world, it's like I get, cr- like I get, like I'll, I'll, I'll touch base on Lewis, right? And oh, yeah. I mean, it, another it's, one. Linked, it's yeah. linked to the same. It's kind yeah. of linked. Um, I have more of a. A, a healthier work relationship with Lewis, more mm-hmm. active, I would say active okay. is the right word. Healthy and active mm-hmm. work relationship with Lewis and his team than I have with like uh, Mbappe. Because Mbappe was kind of like a one-time thing. Okay. Sure. But it was like the best one-time thing that I could ever hope to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, of course, bro. Especially like being, I was like, again, like I've also worked at TikTok. I don't know if I told you guys you were, this. You mentioned yeah. that to me before. So, like, I've worked at TikTok for two years, mm-hmm. from, from 2020 to 2022. You know? okay. So, I've also, like, when you talk about business expanding, my, my expansion was working in the tech world, you know, having that tech business world. And then I moved from TikTok to working on optic gaming, which okay. is a big uh, esport yeah, industry. Yeah, it's huge. It's yeah. huge. I was like, I need to know what's in the sauce. I wanted to work there, but creatively, we were not always on the same page. Sure. And Toronto culture is just too beautiful to leave, bro. Yeah. Like, Texas was great, though. Texas is that where it was? Yeah, you were there for a I was in Texas we, we, for like we a year. We were yeah. yeah. We were going to come out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah, was yeah, the whole yeah. point. Yeah. We're going to shoot guns and just <laughs> ride F-150. That's what I, I was like, this is my life now. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to go to Texas, eat like amazing meats, yeah. you know, yeah. go on like... My girl was like, oh, my God, go on, like, a raw carnivore diet. Yeah. I was, Joe Rogan I was, shit. Bro, I was Joe Rogan shit. I yeah. was, like, I was getting beefed up. Yeah. Had, like, an AR, like, you know? <laughs> like, anything that I could. I'm saying this, like, sorry, Mom. Like, yeah, yeah like, I had well, guns. It's Texas, bro. Yeah, Texas. I was, like. That's where you got to do it. Straps, everything. Yeah. It's insane. And, yeah. and um, that life, like, stayed for, like, a year. But then I moved back home, like, of nothing course. happened. So you, you always know? come back. Yeah, I always come back. But yeah. that was my diverse, diversification was going to these places, like, Working at TikTok with my mentors, or working at Texas with like um, with that esports team, Ector, Scum. That's kind of have like I I don't even remember the question because I went on to Mbappe. Well, Mbappe, yeah. but, well, Mbappe. but we, we can even if it starts from Lewis. Yeah, we can start there. Too. Start me there. Well, the reason why I mentioned these things because my my job usually starts from like even the Selena. It's like someone DMing me, being okay. like, "Yo, like uh, reply to this," and I'm like, "Yo, what is this?" Right? Like, oh, this person wants to reach out to you. It's like you. Even my partner right now for UX Garm, which is like our production facility for merch and everything, um, you would you would be surprised how these conversations happen. It's always like we were, it's always like, hey man, like you're getting a haircut, someone wants to talk to you or this and that, right? So Mbappe, same thing. A friend reached out to me. He's like, hey man, I I happen to just work uh, for Oakley, like as a creative. Yeah. I'm doing creative direction for Oakley, and we have Mbappe as a client. Um, if you're in Paris these days, show up. He's like, you're like, yeah, I'm in Paris right now. Actually. I'm like, yeah, I'm in Paris right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, we'll follow up with you by emails and coordinate everything. And it happens. And I was just on set, met the guy, chill, yeah. super chill kid, you yeah. know. And I was actually in his studio. He owns his own studios. Speaking of business, wow. smart, smart man, owns his own studio facility, even as a soccer player. Wow. You know, you're shooting in a studio facility, which Sick. is like high end. And then that was... That was just an amazing day. It was just an amazing set day. It was it was for Oakley commercial. Cool. And then because of Optic in Texas uh, and, and prior to Optic, I've built like a good relationship with Oakley. Mm. And Oakley is also sponsors of Optic. Yeah. 
So that same relationship that I had working at Optic and also as a freelancer with Oakley just made sense. And I actually got featured on Hypebeast for Oakley, like, glosses campaign. So I was like, oh, sick. And Mbappe does a campaign. Did you I wear do a some campaign. Yeah. You just honestly huh? wear some shades or what? Yeah, it was just some shades. It was literally the same thing that Mbappe did. Yeah. But it was for another feature. Sick. So I was okay. like, oh, this is sick. Yeah. You know? so, even, even um, yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, go, go on. for it. No, that's, that's I was how gonna, I was going to go back a bit. Um, yeah. First of all, crazy. First of all, you weren't you weren't shocked when you met Mbappe? I... Like, you weren't like... This guy's like, bro, wow. I wasn't shocked, but I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, I probably saw you playing soccer. We're from Bonzi. Did like you a, mention that to him, though? Yeah, no, I didn't. You should have. Because it was like a professional place. Yeah, so yeah. You yeah. wanted to keep fan, it professional. Yeah, yeah, I don't okay. want to be fanboying. And like, but, you know, like, a lot of my friends actually know him. Like, very close friends of mine know him. Like, uh, another, another friend of mine who uh, was a photographer that sometimes I sleep at his when I go to Paris mm -hmm. um, actually knows Mbappe. Crazy. And then he, he actually show, showed, because the campaign photos were, were actually different than the one I, sh I posted. Okay. And he actually sent, he sent him, he sent Mbappe the, my photos. And it was like, oh, these are better than the campaign photos. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. I was like, please, Oakley. Um, <laughs> uh -huh. I want to go, go back to, you mentioned TikTok, your role at TikTok. Yeah. I think that's super interesting. Um, what did you do at TikTok? I was a spy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I want to know what the fuck's going on at TikTok. Oh, that's man. why I'm asking. Uh, it's a beautiful platform, first okay. of all. Like, I'm a spy. <laughs> yeah. I was French a, spy. I was man. a French spy for two years. <laughs> I was collecting data and making sure I knew what the fuck was going yeah, on. And bring it back to France. Yeah. Well, it was amazing because uh, I was a growth strategist first okay. and then turned into being a partner manager, just like a, you could say like mid-level entry tech job. Yeah. But my role was really intrigued because I would like write queries. I would like learn how to code, learn how to like retract oh, sure. data, learn how to work, also work with creators, like mentor creators, you know. Um, the cool part about it is like I've, I oversee gaming and education at the time at like my end of my little career there. Um, it was cool because I got to speak with like astronauts. I got to speak to like Chris Hatfield. Wow. Like, you know, like Sick. speaking to someone that went on space is a different, like, yeah. it's a different thing. The combos, yeah, the combos yeah. real different. When yeah, you're in yeah. a Zoom with someone that says like, so Ellie, what do you think about it? I don't, I'm like, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like you've been to space, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like, you know, like what else do you want me to think about? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I can only think about that, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like that relationship was great. Um, cool. that work relationship with TikTok was great. Mm. Uh, it was it was interesting because it's like 2020. There's COVID. The role of working on set as a photographer, or anything movie related, is no longer a thing. Really, it's like you can't see people. I'm also Canadian, so it's harder for me to get to the U.S. now because this is like pre getting my visa or being able to travel. Just getting out of the country, they're trying to get you to fucking juice yourself with <laughs> yeah, yeah. five six shots, and yeah, I'm like, I'm, yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> So you're like stuck. Yeah. You're like, you're kind of in a prison, you know, yeah. in Montreal. And I lived in Montreal for like, um, in 2021. Is like, more strict there? Yeah. They were giving people like tickets, you know, like my friends used to walk their dogs, you know, Get like tickets. I'll borrow your dog so I can go, so I can like go to your house. Like oh, they'll, they'll like, they'll lend each other's dogs so they can move around. Because it was around. fine to be a dog. Yeah. Around yeah. Dog. It was fine to walk your dog. <laughs> oh yeah. So it's like these really like unrealistic rules and everything was so weird and i always say be careful what you wish for 2020 when when i did my show my art show and i was like i i was like i just want to take some time to work at a tech company mm -hmm. and i'm like take some time for me it was like everything shuts down just want to be able to do that and yeah. i'm like well guess what 
here it is. You got everything you wanted to, yeah, so here's the job. Yeah, so that's why you went to Texas after. Hey, you're like, yeah. I need the exact need the opposite, opposite of what I oh, did. Oh, that's that was like a rebellion. Like it was yeah. like I, it was like so. It was also just an amazing opportunity. But I was like, I still want to move back to Texas because uh, that whole COVID thing just made me realize how uncertain and how uncontrollable our lives are. Yeah, because when shit hits the fan, you don't really control yourself well cor- correct yeah. me if i'm wrong but i yeah. feel like that is a is a part of the reason why we connected in a way i feel like yeah yeah i don't know like i want to ask you when you first saw us um because i feel like i followed you again because i went on a weird thing right just unfollowing everybody and then i yeah. followed you again i thought you, you were sick eh? I, th- I thought i was cool because <laughs> hey, he's then a sicker man sicker no well, you know what happened you know what happened man covid just like really pissed me off yeah and so I just went on this like crazy like bro. I think you would followed me too in there. I was like, bro, yeah. if you don't fucking agree with where I'm at, which is the wrong way to live, by the way. But, but if man, you don't agree no, with it's, what it's the I'm right saying, way to live, to be honest. Well, yeah. I, you know, with balance. I know, I but know I was like, mean. bro, if you don't agree, fuck this. Like, so I just went on this crazy and followed you. I think you were a part of that, but then I think I randomly man. called you back because I was Damn. like, yo, was your content's too that. good. <laughs> yeah. And I followed you back, and you followed me pretty back pretty quickly. Right away, I think. And I think, yeah. yeah, and I think that there was like, I don't remember exactly, but maybe we had some conversations about that or you were liking that content. I know we were talking there about were, it. Yeah, we, there was just a mutual understanding that I was like, I just like these guys, man. They're just like, <laughs> they're just real guys. You yeah. Know? yeah. In the day and age when everything is kind of just like, like also just like working at TikTok, mm. seeing so much of like the young content, every people either being misguided mm-hmm. or being guided in direction or forcefully being guided in directions, you know, yeah. in every way, every topic, anything in life. So it was just overwhelming. And I felt like, I felt like it was hard for the majority of the population to find a grounding, to stand up for themselves, to be mm-hmm. like, I don't want this. Yeah. yeah. And for me, I'm like a pretty healthy guy, right? I'm, yeah. I'm like, I follow all these health gurus. I follow all these um, these um, neuroscience, like Uberman, Uber all these man, people. Yeah. I actually, like, talk to Uberman. Like, we follow wow. each other, and I talk Sick. to this man. Wow. I geeked out of that. That's of like, that's, that's those crazy. are people that I, that I get starstruck from. That's yeah. crazy. You know, like, people in the medical world, right? Of course. So, then, you know, getting advices and doing the right thing and, like, no, just taking care of your health and yeah. being like, why do I have to take something when I'm healthy? Because, yeah. like, knock on wood, like, there was a tweet that was saying, like, people that didn't get COVID for two years have, like, for the whole time, have, like, this God complex, like, yeah, yeah. like reality. Yeah. That's what I got, you know? Yeah. Like, knock on wood, I never got COVID, right? Yeah. I, was, I was lucky enough to never get COVID because I was, I was like, man, I'm African. I got these crazy genes. Yeah. I'm good, <laughs> like, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm good, like, I don't bro. need Y'all this. you like COVID, bro? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't need this vaccine. Yeah, I'm the yeah. Black Panther, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm like, so it, it was weird. I was like, and I just understood. I was like, yo, this feels weird. I, uh-huh. I don't think like, like this vaccine is for everyone. For sure. I think that you should take the time to consult your doctors, to do blood tests, to see if you can do. But we didn't have that time. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then you saw like, us, these two assholes, were yeah. just like, what the fuck is this vaccine? What the <laughs> fuck? Yo, Trudeau, we're like going yeah. crazy. You're like, all right, these motherfuckers are pretty nuts. <laughs> but it's interesting you say just that. Just not scared you, to speak up. Yeah. yeah. You know? you if you, you feel some be. ways, just express yourself. As long as you're not... It's not like I'm going to the mall and I'm shooting up people and like trying to express a message in like a violent way. You yeah. know, if I if I stand on my grounds with the way I believe and my own beliefs, and if it's not hurting anybody else, and I'm not like spreading misinformation, which COVID was in so many ways. Yeah. Um, it was just enjoyable to see you guys just standing up for you. You know, yeah. be like, oh, I don't believe in this or I believe in that, you know. And I think what for me what was surprising when we had some of those like conversations was like 
I'm like, damn, a lot of people in your world, yeah. this creative world, especially with the brands that you work with, the people you work with, like, I was surprised to see that you could think for yourself straight up. You couldn't, yeah. yeah. I, I, well, the fact that you were, like, yeah. the fact that you were in that world and, like, yeah, again, not going out and doing what we were doing, like, yeah. fucking filming crazy podcasts, but, like, you, you, you had a head, you had, a, you had your own head, like, you had your own way yeah. of thinking. You weren't worried, and, and I feel like in your world, you were either so lost in the sauce when it came to like COVID and whatever, or you were like, well, I just need to follow this because if I don't, it's going to hurt my career. True. Yeah. There was like a weird part for me. I just stay silent. Yeah. You know, I was like, I was like, let me just observe mm -hmm. and see how the world feels like. Yeah. You know, my opinion doesn't really matter. I think, I think that COVID era was weird because it, it, it was a mix of COVID black life matter. Yeah. Yeah. Asian lives. And then like, um, the LGBTQ community. Yeah. It was yeah. like an uh, awakening of all different type of communities, right? Yeah. So for me, it was like, I can only speak of what I know. Sure. If I'm not knowledgeable on something, I'm not going to go spread hate online or tell you how I am. Yeah. I also have, I might have little kids. And I think it's also the knowledge of working at a corporation like TikTok or other places where when you start working with clients, you kind of just like are your own PR. Yeah. And then you kind of just be like, yo, if... Sometimes things are not, you don't have to say anything. Yeah. Sometimes these things, I just want to stay away from that. Yeah. Because over time, like now, over time, now the same people that were like crying and losing about the vaccines are now getting all these like symptoms or things are happening or, or what, they were what they were preaching is exactly not what it was. Now they're all quiet. Now they're all quiet, right? Yeah. Now everybody, so I was like, you could have just stayed quiet for the first time. See what happens. Yeah. yeah and then. <laughs> And it's just like, you know, <laughs> sometimes yeah. you just got to hush yeah, up, bro. So you got to shush, you know? <laughs> so so yeah. even your career, I mean, like you've been pretty behind the scenes yeah. in your own career, I'd yeah. say, right? But now as you branch into these different businesses and, and different ventures, do you plan to be more of a face for your brand? Yeah, it's like, I think the behind the scene was like not having the guts to even talk in front of a camera. Okay. First, you know, like I think it was, it came for like a level of insecurity or a level of like doubt, self-doubt, okay. not knowing if it's just step in or step out. I think the more I evolve, the more it's okay. And I think the more I grow up, you know, I'm like, man, I'm not going to be on this earth forever. Yep. You know, branch out. Do what makes you happy. Because yeah, yeah. you're literally here for a, a piece of time. You blink, next thing you know, you're fucking 97 and yeah. your hip starts I, I, I hurting. Think, I think if you did put yourself out as more of a personality or, or, or more of like an entrepreneur in that way where people see you, I think you have so much knowledge to give. You have so many cool experiences that... I'm sure if people thought they could they could listen to you or watch you speak about certain things, especially the creatives in this city, I think they would go crazy over that. Yeah, like, I, I do it like on the low. Yeah, like yeah. I'll, I'll like sometimes I'll post on a story. Someone will post it's like me speaking somewhere. And they'll be like, mm -hmm. oh, like, what were you doing? Like, I was like, oh, I was just speaking somewhere. Yeah. I, but I want to do it more. But for me also, it's, uh, it's, it's the respect of gaining knowledge. You know, mm -hmm. it's like the the craft of photography and the craft of just being a creative sometimes it's like you want to stack up work you want to stack up like you want to stack things up before you go out there and talk you know 100 like i think when we talked about the podcast i think it's been two years right yeah yes. i don't think that i would have like the knowledge that i have now or the the way i communicate True. now than two years ago yeah. you know so it's like the next time we'll do another podcast I'll probably talk to you about something that's crazier. You're or something. speaking Italian yeah. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, I wish. I, I'm gonna make it a thing. No, but you know? I, I really think you do, and I think because you're one of the trailblazers in the country, I would say when it comes to the creative world, mm -hmm. right? There's like, like you can look up to different studios, you can look up to different agencies, but as a person, as Anthony said, 
well, there's not many people at the top with you. Right? As a solo dolo, yeah. Solo yeah. dolo. So yeah. I think that you have a lot of value to give, especially, I would say, in a city that's more saturated than ever with photo and video. It's true. Creative. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. Right? Um, different but, time than you were coming up. Yeah. But you also got to look at, I think, in the perspective of like, like you're saying, should I get in front of the camera? Should I not? And like, yeah. do I have enough knowledge? Like, at the end of the day, like, you're going to never feel like you know enough to talk in front of camera. Like even now, you know, we're almost 200 episodes in. That's insane. I still don't like, I still sometimes sit here and I'm like, do I know enough to be talking? But, but what you come to learn is like, it's cool. You learn like, like you grow on camera. Like, so you, 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 you grow and you learn in front of the camera. And like, you may look back in like six months and see a podcast you did or an interview or whatever. And you're like, Oh, now that I know this, I probably wouldn't have said that. But like, that's who you were at that time. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. I've, I've had multiple. I think I've been on MTV at a very young age. Yeah. Okay. Cringe interview, if you can look my name up. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll whoever, pull it up for sure. Yeah. Wh- whoever Stay wants, nice. like, you know, I was like with smoke bombs doing something stupid. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I've done my my time uh, online, but I I think for me, it's just like acquiring knowledge. Yeah, it's like I don't think it's like I'm no longer scared of speaking mm-hmm. because I'm like. I can speak whatever, but I want to acquire the right knowledge so I can give you, so I can share the right knowledge and the right perspective. For sure. Like one thing for me, it's like, even till this age, I still go on YouTube like crazy, you know, like trying to get help and guidance from people and different. And sometimes people say things, but they don't say anything. Mm, If you know what I mean. They just drag you into this flow. But I'm like, I want to know practical. Where do I do? How do I do X, Y, Z? Yeah, just give you know? me the fucking juice. Give me, Stop yeah, like, give yeah. me the blueprint. You're ble- yeah. you're, you've been beating it on the bush for two years now. Yeah. Now you're selling me socks. Like, yeah, yeah. What yeah. is going on? Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, I'm like, before I venture into a product or anything else, because I like, I love fitness. You know, yeah. I love running. I love taking care of myself. But there's many things that I love. Like I love clothes. But I'm like, in order to do this, I either associate myself with people that are very highly knowledgeable on the things that I love. Yeah. Or I take the time to learn them yes. so I can speak on them. You know? yeah, sure. So that's like my way. But I think you never know. Right? The clock's always ticking. So yeah. the sooner the better. We have to get your own podcast going, bro. Oh, man. I think you could run it. You know what I want to do first is just breakdowns of these jobs. You know, these stories that I'm telling you, like like flying with Selena Gomez, like, you know, like like being in like, I have so many stories, like being with Selena in Thailand and like having to like punch a little, I think it's a Melina. So I was in the Philippines having to punch a little girl in the throat because she was like, <laughs> like by accident, really just like kind of like, because like, <laughs> we're at the airport and we're getting like mobbed, you know? Okay. It's like, I well, just wish, yeah, I had to knock her out because I'm like, <laughs> you're, like our own security couldn't be security. So I'm like, yeah. I'm security now, you know? Say less, yeah. So I'm like, yo, like, I'm sorry, but like, it, it was like just a little like a little like, oh, like so yeah. this girl was like this big bro. yeah like i hope she never i know i hope it wasn't too strong enough for her to right remember now. this you know but it was like insane like these stories are things that i want to tell mm-hmm. you know because from my perspective of like a congolese kids growing up in canada yeah and then like dealing with that and flying back to St. Clair and buying a piece of bread like yeah. going, like it's insane well, that, that's you know? why we wanted to have this podcast yeah. because we're like Yo, we know half of the shit you're doing already, and we yeah. know it's crazy, and no one knows about it. Yeah, because you 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 do market on social media, but you don't show everything. I don't if you show, were to anything. show like yeah. every one of your stories. Oh my and God. Stuff, that, that'd be I was insane. gonna say you probably show ten percent, literally, because I because I believe in like making a book. Yeah, like keeping it for something else. True. I've yes. always been like, yo, like 
I'm going to keep this for something else. Yeah. You know, not just Instagram. Yeah. And yeah. even like in the wave, the phase of like content making and everything, I was like, you know, I was like eager to be like, yo, should I just start releasing photos that I've never released or things that I've never show or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I was like, nah, you know what? Like be patient. Um, mm -hmm. Just do what you're doing. Things that you're doing are working. Yeah. You know, not, not saying don't stay stagnant, but learn how to be a better storyteller. You yes. Know? Cause actually like even with the F1, like when I went on my, my latest like F1 journey, I, I did document most, most of it, you know, Sick. I took a lot of videos. Yeah. I took videos of me explaining what I'm doing okay. and it's nice to have like these short bits. Yes. I'll post them on TikTok. Of course, I'll probably do it after this podcast you know, <laughs> nice. so people can see it, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I'm like, I think start there first, mm -hmm. you know, and then like build on it. Yeah. You know? Cause I, I just want to make quality stuff. I don't want a quick buck. You know, I'm like, yeah. I'm good. Things are working now. I know the right people. I know how to get myself around. Like, let's just keep this going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And even in terms of like something I, I respect a lot about you is just the mindset, the fitness. Yeah. The, 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 you're always locked in. You're dialed in, right? I love yeah. that, right? And why has that been so important for you, especially like in your industry? Oh, man. Like first, like I'm sure you guys, you feel good. Like yeah, you man. look good. Thanks, yeah. bro. You know, like I see you guys, you look good. Like I've seen you guys being dialed in too. So first you feel good. You look good. It's, it's straight helping you in your mental health, especially being like running your own business, which is stressful. Yeah. You know, being a freelancer, running your own business or a little corporate and like going back and forth. With, like I've been a one man army for so long. It's only until now that I have like the right people to guide me or to help me. You know, it's stressful. Yeah. But I just noticed that when I exert energy, the right energy in the right way, it's like it's just just another form of meditation. Yeah. You know, and even meditation is great. You know, like. I think wellness is something that a lot of people just need to tap in and take the time. Nowadays, mm -hmm. like, what? You have people like Andrew giving you bits by bits on everything that you should do and how you should do it, vitamins that you should take. You can even ask ChatGPT. Yeah. I do my running schedule based on chat. I prompt it to, like, to say my age, my average speeds, whatever, what I should work on, exercise, the things really? that I, yeah. I base, like, I literally take the knowledge that, like, my chiropractor would tell me, be like, okay, you have like hip problem here or this, the hip problem, like it almost got <laughs> me not to problem. show up, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, then I take this to ChatGPT and I ask advice with, with knowing grain of salt that it's AI, that some of the thing might be good information, some of the thing might not be. Yeah. But even like, even my food plans, mm. let's go on chat. I'm like, I want to eat this. I want things that are anti-inflammatory. I want this, I want that. I want to build my legs. I want to build this gives you a whole workout plan you know yeah we're, we're, we're yeah. in a day and age where like you yeah. could literally find out anything yeah the there's information no is on your phone there's yeah. really no secrets and people are more people are just willing to share yeah you know sure. i'm sure you guys got this with your podcast mm -hmm. how people were transparent and sharing their come up stories what they do and how they do it so you're like we're on a day and age that you're lucky so that's why i'm i'm never in a rush <laughs> because i'm like i'm not in a rush to do to do the wrong thing, you yeah, know? True. I want to do the right thing because I'm like, there's so much good knowledge, but I also don't want to be in a place where I've never got to do the thing that I wanted to do. Yeah, you want, you, sometimes yeah. you just got to bite the bullet. And yeah, do you got to bite the bullet and do yeah. it. So that's why I'm like, I'm okay that like my, my biting the bullet is my photography. Yeah. I'm still active, mm -hmm. still shooting, still networking with people, yeah. still doing the right thing on that level. What do you, what do you think about being like, because you've built something special, let's say the last 10 years, I would say, right? Yeah. Ten, a, a decade. A decade now. And... We, we speak about it a lot too and being in a relationship while you're building. Are you in a relationship now? Yeah. And what do you, what do you think about 
people trying to build their careers while they're in a relationship? Do you think it works out? It, it works out depending on your partner. You know, like sometimes I, I've been with people where we don't have the same views, you know. It depends on your goals. You know, I think like I'm 29, right? So now it's like it's it's weird to ask me this question because now I've been reflecting on a decade. You know, I'm like I've been reflecting on like how do I want to approach the next decade of my life, right? So for me, it's like it's like the fitness, it's wellness first. It's like get this one unlocked first. Get your mental health unlocked first because if these things are not good, you can't function properly, right? And then it's like your financial literacy. Like, what else can I learn that I haven't learned and how do I do this, right? And like my photography skills, you know, like heading from photography to directing, you know, to consulting, you know, like consulting and production company and taking care of like other people's business, right? So it's like, these are things that I like. So like, then when you're at this age, you attract people like your partner. You either attract a partner that's completely the opposite and it's great. You know, you love yeah. that or you attract something, someone that is in the similar route, yeah. you know? So for me, I, I think it's just the individual knowing what works for you first. It's never a bad thing because I see power couple and I love it, you know? Mm. Like I see power couple and like there was one in the gym, the gym space. There's this like gym gym dude that owns a bunch of gym business that lives in vegas i think i watched some of his videos online i'll figure out who it is lives in vegas and his wife like is like amazing too runs the businesses Formosi, no i think Formosi, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Formosi. Like, I, Formosi. you know and i i, I follow their lifestyle and i love it yeah you know i love to see they fit perfectly they yeah. fit perfectly yeah. and i love to see people being successful together yeah it's just amazing you know yeah. like it feels good you're like like, to me, that's my TV reality show. Sure. Watching yeah. him, it, it amps me up. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yo, I want that, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. But I'm also okay with a partner that does completely different things. As long as you're allowing me to maneuver and being able to build my own business, then it's not jeopardizing. For me, it's like, it's not jeopardizing who I am as a person and what I wanted to do mentally, financially, everything, then I'm fine. Yeah. You know, like a relationship should either uh, complete what you're doing or add to it, you know. True. Yeah. Yeah it's got to be it can never hold you back as long as it's not holding yeah. you back and it's adding value and for every and for every person i feel like that like you mentioned that value can be different yeah some people want a partner that helps their business or whatever some some entrepreneurs just want a partner that gives them peace and and takes care of them like yeah. mentally whatever physically so it just depends on the person yeah and we're all different that that's that's where that's where i think when it comes to that question the more that we keep asking you know people who have done great things and their thoughts on it, the more I'm starting to realize that it's a very, it's, it's very based on the individual at the end of the day. Like super. Some people can handle it and some can't. Cause there's even entrepreneurs that maybe they actually have the perfect partner sitting there, but they can't balance between the person. Right. Exactly. They can't balance that's between true. the business yeah. and, and handling a relationship. So it's yeah. always up to the person. I think that that's more, that's more what I'm realizing now. Yeah. But, uh, so you're, you're in a relationship. For now, yeah. Come on, fam. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I am in a relationship. for now. He's in a relationship yeah. with the money. Yo, you're killing me, bro. Relationship with the money. <laughs> yeah, for the question. No, no. I have a beautiful girlfriend. She's yeah. nice. She, she, she takes good care of me. Lucky woman. Yeah. She, I'm the lucky one, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, and she's independent. Like yeah. has her own business, freelance, very so, good. So like a shark, similar, like a shark. So yeah, similar someone to similar. Okay, cool. Very in the back end, but a shark, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, when I see that, it's inspiring to wake up to that. You're like, oh, like, you know. You trying to I get married? I hope you so. You believe in marriage though? Yeah, I, I believe in union. Okay. 
I don't believe in like having to to tie the knots in a way that like it's like formally the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just believe in union. If 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 you want to be married, yeah, like for me, marriage is is mostly for for. Uh, if I get married, it's mostly for her yeah, and for 100%. the family. Facts. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, for the it's like it's for as the, a man, we it's, always it's for say the, that. Yeah, for me, it's like for her and her family. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'm willing to. I accept marriage because of these things. Yeah, your yeah. parents want to see it. Looks good for them. Yes. You know, and it's a thing that just everybody comes and it's a good celebration it's a good celebration you know if you want to do it in a if you, in a marriage way or if you just believe in union and you just want to celebrate your union with people let it be you know so i'm really open to like however it takes me especially in this relationship that and I'm how about into. and how about like a couple of mini ellies running around that would be juniors. great, you know? Yeah. I, I think that would be great. Juniors, yeah. Junior, do my work, brother. Yeah. <laughs> like, Pick the camera up. Bring the camera up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I have a cool relationship with my dad where we call each other brothers. You Sick. Know? Sick. So it's pretty cool Sick. to like. I actually uh, like that. It's cool because yeah. I'm like, my dad doesn't really just call me, how are you, bro? Like, it's like. Sick. It's it's pretty nice. Like, I still have like the level of respect. I'm especially foreign family. You have the level of like respect. Yeah. But then we're like on our bro level. Friends. Yeah. You know, like we're friends. So that's pretty sick yeah. to be able to have that. And I'm like, why can I not have that? That comes from my own two nuts, you know? Yeah, like, facts. You, know, no, you will get that. You're like, oh, that's come. amazing, right? Mm, and like, and I think it, and I've seen friends having kids. And I think it changes you for the better. For it sure. like sh- sharpens up your hustle mode. Yes. Your gears goes like on a hundred. I always yeah. say that. Well, there's a, yeah. there's a study. Yeah. Hugh Huberman was talking about it where like yeah. when you have a child, like as a man, like you release, and I'm, I'm going to butcher it. So it's like, but you release you know. a certain chemical in your brain yeah. that actually makes you work harder. Yeah. Like it's almost like a cheat code in a way. About to have ten kids, it's, it's kind of yeah. fucked up, but but it's a real thing, right? Trying to get the ten next day, trying to get the motive. Yeah, said it wasn't me. Go yeah. go watch the EP. Yeah. We'll toss it in. But yeah, yeah. so I think yeah, it's it's something that I feel like we've lost today. You know, kids are not not like a pre- like having a child and giving birth isn't appreciated the same way that it was even even 20 years ago right but i think but but maybe maybe that's an issue in our society of why people don't have the grind men are just okay with being stuck in one place and living that like bachelor or whatever lifestyles because that it's not being it's like the family's not being promoted anymore right it's also like we the accessible like the growth of technology right yeah like we we consume a lot you know we, we consume more than we create you know like and like it's like knowing that balance but also a lot of young men including me were could be lost in the sauce you know facts for me i'm just happy i have a good surrounding have a Mm. good have a good dad i have a good mother that fought and i I remember their core principles to me and i just have good friends i have a good community right so finding a good community that can just help cater you it's like so important right like things neighborhood yeah you know it's like everything right yeah. so i would say that first but um you're right like on that like a lot of young men are just lost in the sauce yeah, you know and like yeah and there's nothing wrong with the bachelor thing you want to spread your seed go ahead spread your seeds everywhere but it's it's great but it yeah. stops sometimes yeah know? but, like, the, but then party, the, party, but the party ends yeah, yeah the party ends and yeah. like the last thing though is you don't want to be the last guy at the party yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. you don't want to be the last guy 45 yeah. you know still yeah. going yeah. and then lonely you know but yeah. whatever you don't, you know. yeah to each his own sure but it's true that there's like a decrease on like it doesn't feel more appreciated yeah but i'm i i truly believe i'm so optimistic about the world even yeah. though we're going in like it's entropy so we're always going to the, the yeah. worst part but i'm so optimistic in a way that like i do know because i see it 
from friends. You know, I see friends that like our dad become way focused, you know, yeah. and their kids are doing jujitsus and all that stuff. And like it's that. nice to see the young kid growing, you know. For me, when I see of a mini me, I'm like, you don't have to go through the hiccups of everything I went through. Mm -hmm. Like like the principle, like I told you, like these kids are popping. There's already like on, uh, online understanding. They know what to do, right? So for me, it's like, I'll be able to just guide you. Yeah. And you have like all these amazing uncle. Like imagine if I had a kid right now, I brought them to Yeah, the, crazy. You know, like his experience is like, oh, my dad is doing like broadcasting. He's on a podcast. Yeah, what is yeah. he talking about? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like it's like he's sitting here. It's yeah. like, wow. Like that's inspiring. You know, For sure. then like imagine having a kid like meeting like Lewis or meeting Mbappe. You yeah, know, insane. that kid's going to grow to be like inspired as the hell. The world is his. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. you can do like, anything. You can do anything. Yeah. So. So, it's so I just wish that for everyone you yeah. know, to have these kids. I always think of like my friend's kids are super lucky. Mm -hmm. Have a friend. He's like not even a close friend of mine. He's an internet friend. His name is Lon, an amazing artist. An amazing artist from the UK. Like open up a coffee shop under the name of his kid. Sells his paintings. Tremendous amount of money, you know, from I think from Nigeria or from somewhere in Africa, if I don't know exactly. And I was I saw him posting his kid and I was like, man. I was like, your kid doesn't even know it, but he has the coolest uncles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, I'm your grinding. <laughs> yeah. You're there. You have all these friends. It's like, yeah. these kids are set. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, the, yeah. like our, the new generations that we're going to pop out, they're actually protected. Yeah. You know, I think these kids, like, are set. They're set for the for the goodness of the world. For sure. Yeah. Damn. No, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I think that will be, especially when you, the beauty also of having a kid is, like, you can help them be better humans mm -hmm. and like just teach them the way you know it's cool you get to mold them in a way where like this is like how you're gonna add value to the world you yeah. know that you're not just gonna be another fucking npc walking around Consumer. you know like yeah exactly yeah. like you're gonna curate yeah. things that that you know are gonna live yeah. forever hopefully right yeah so it's a cool thing we gotta start doing it more we always gotta start fucking popping kids everyone up. have a kid Everyone, let's have a kid. Let's just pop it up. That's you know? it. Yeah. <laughs> My guy. It's but, not uh, as easy as possible. But, but listen, we, we got a special question. I think you know the question and Go we got to get it. to it. Yeah. So I want to know, Ellie, yeah. if you believe money buys happiness. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because it's resources. Yes. You know? Resources brings peace to your life. Mm -hmm. So you can just hang out, chill, yep. sit the fuck back, yes. you know, <laughs> do whatever yeah. they want to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, like today... Imagine if today you want to go on vacation, money does buy happiness. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. We, it, bought, it bought you happiness? It bought me resources. Yeah. You know, and resources is happiness. Yeah. yeah. Like knowing the fact that if you have a problem, you can solve it and it comes from money. Like that's amazing to me, you know? Well, I think like, especially in the world, we live in the Western world, but, and I'd say yeah. really the globally, but especially the Western world, like money solves a good amount of problems. It solves all all the problems yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm trying to think if you look deep any yeah, other does. problems that doesn't really get solved it's true yeah. unless you're born with the problem yeah but if you're not born with the problem it's, it's usually but I mean, solvable. even then because if you're born with some sort of health issues if if you got money a lot you of times you can take care of yourself and live a great life yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so yeah you spin facts bro yeah, yeah man so i'm with you i'm with so you on that hell yeah well, how do you guys feel about that though 
Does oh, money buy yeah, you happiness? Course. Yes, 100%. Okay. Brother, look at the name of the podcast. <laughs> well, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know it. No, you know what's funny? It's changed. Like, yeah. the, the way we've we've thought about it has changed, you know, speaking to so many amazing people. Yeah. But yeah, like, you're, you're just a liar if you say no. Like, you're just trying to be one of those, like, oh, I'm so spiritual fucking people. It's like, like the yeah. great, I'm spiritual, but. Yeah, like, me too. That's what I'm saying. You know? Me too, but yeah. I got to be straight, bro. Yeah. Like, if I need to eat, I need a food yeah. over my head, I need uh, a means of transportation. Yeah. If we want to go film a podcast, if. If tomorrow Joe Rogan says, yo, I'm down to come on the podcast, you got to come to Texas, though. We need money to get to Texas. Texas yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So anything that, that's resources. Need, yeah. Man, it's the resources. It's the freedom. We yeah. always say at the end of the day, money buys freedom. Yeah. And even if you're spiritual, man, like, I meditate better knowing that there's money in my bank. Facts, so, you know? bro. So, Facts. Like, yeah. We got to be real out yeah, here, you bro. Be real, yeah. you know? Like, but you know how it is. If yeah. people try to be like, bro, I just need to meditate and I want to sleep on, on the fucking floor. And that's I'm not like, how the li- that's not how the universe and God and life yeah, will yeah. give you more. Facts. You know? yeah. It's but, not what they want for you, bro. Trust not, me. I don't know what, what books you're reading, who you're listening yeah. to, but we're going to have to run this one back. Oh, yeah, we will. With more info. Yes. No, I appreciate you coming out, man. You liked it or what? Oh, man. I like this. This was the introduction. Good. Is this yeah. your first pod? No, you didn't a pod before. Trey and Jay. Okay. Yeah, Those yeah, yeah. Guys. yeah. But this is like my first grown-up pod. We're still recording. <laughs> I like I pushed it out as if I was done, you know. I meant it's my first grown-up pod. This is my first grown-up pod, you know. Uh, try so, not to try not to try and fix your own uh, hip next time, maybe. Oh, like, yeah. Don't try to oh. crack your own hips and shit. Oh, no way. You know, money yeah. buys happiness. You get yeah. the resources go, you need. Go to Go to chiropractor. So so are you now living in Toronto? I am staying in Toronto. Okay. Can you, I mean, you move around all I move a around. Lot. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, that's something I'm also debating. Yeah. I'm like, yo, do I like sell everything? Do I like become a nomad? Yeah. Do I double down on just living yeah. the life where I want to document the world? True. And I do that because I still have the energy. You know? Yeah, I'm so like, young and energetic. Yeah, I'm though. like, settle when you're 40 and later, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, what do I want? So these are questions that are still... Yeah, going through my brain, you know. Well, next time we'll ask you the same questions and we'll oh, see where, where you're at. I'm excited for that. No, appreciate but appreciate that. you, bro. Thank appreciate you so much, man. Thank you, guys. Absolute pleasure. Oh, man. Dean? Right These guys. Yeah.